Well, good morning again. Um, obviously, Pastor Zeke is in here today. I'm not Pastor Zeke. And as you uh, maybe noticed on your bulletin, I'm not Pastor Daniel either. So um, I, it seems like they're, as much as they can, they, they're trying to get me to become a florist. And uh, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, just kidding. But um, today, this morning, um, we're going to be finishing up chapter 8 of Second Corinthians. So if you guys want to turn there. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, starting at verse 16 through 24. I'll give you guys a, a second to get there. Um, and again, with, uh, with um, I'm, I'm Pastor Jacob, I'm the youth pastor. Um, for the, the Christmas deco party that we're going to be having, like I always tell the youth, it's a potluck. And what that means, when I say it's a potluck, I mean, that means to have your mom make really delicious food. So um, that's, uh, that's usually what it comes down to, so... Um, but yeah, and, and uh, we're doing a little, we do a little white elephant gift exchange, it's fun. It's a, I always tell them it's a $5 max, and I always let them know too, like, uh, don't be one of those people, you know, if you've ever done one of those gift exchanges at maybe a work function or something, you know, it's like, this is the max that you're supposed to have, and somebody, there's always that person that's like, you know, has to be the one who goes above and beyond that, and uh, give more than the max, and I always tell them, it's like, if you bring more than the max, I'm just going to assume that's a gift for me personally, I'm just going to keep it, so... $5 max, um, it's always just a fun little gift. But So with that, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 8, starting at verse 16, let's read, this is what it says. But thanks be to God who puts the same earnestness on your behalf in the heart of Titus. For he not only accepted our appeal, but being himself very earnest, he has gone to you of his own accord. We have sent along with him the brother whose fame in the things of the gospel has spread through all the churches. And not only this, but he has also been appointed by the churches to travel with us in this gracious work, which is being administered by, uh, by us for the glory of the Lord himself and to show our readiness, taking precautions so that no one will discredit us in our administration of this generous gift. For we have regard for what is honorable, not only in the sight of the Lord, but also in the sight of men. We have sent with them our brother, whom we have often tested and found diligent in many things, but now even more diligent because of, this, of his great confidence in you. As for Titus, he is my partner and fellow worker among you for our, for our brethren. They are messengers of the churches, a glory to Christ. Therefore, openly before the churches, show them the proof of your love and for our reason for boasting about you. Um, I want to start off with another verse this morning, uh, just as I was reading and, and praying over this during the week. It's in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 2. Paul says this, In this case, moreover, it is required of a steward to be faithful, to be faithful or to be trustworthy. I want to I kind of start off with this idea this morning of, a, of stewardship. Um, a steward, as it, as it pertains to the Bible, it means... Uh, a steward is a servant who manages everything for his master, but who himself owns nothing. In the Gospel of Luke, chapter 16, Jesus, he, he talks about this parable, which is kind of an interesting one. If you've ever read it, it might kind of sound confusing. It might seem like, I don't, I don't kind of get what he's talking about. It seems like he's, he's praising um, this unrighteous steward. It's a parable about an unrighteous steward who who was found squandering or misusing his master's wealth. And his master basically brought him to account and said, hey, you need to tell me what you've been doing. You're no longer going to be my, my, uh, my steward anymore. You're not going to be the manager of my stuff anymore. 
And the steward's like, what am I going to do? Like, and he even says this in the, in the past. So I'm going to just paraphrase it for you for time's sake. But he's like, what, what am I going to do? Like, I, I'm too weak. I'm too weak to work, right? That's what, that's what he says in there, right? I, I, have, I have soft hands, basically. I can't do anything. Um, and he also says, man, I'm too ashamed. I'm too proud to beg. This is what I'll do. Since I still have this, this little bit of, of time as a steward, I'm going to go to those who, who owe my master something. He goes to them, and he says, hey, how much do you owe my master? He says, I owe 100 measures of oil. He says, okay, well, real quick, write a bill for 50 and pay it, and, that, and that'll, that'll satisfy it. And the, the guy's like, yeah, sure. And he does that. He goes to another guy and says, how much do you owe? 100 measures of wheat. He says, write it for 80. And he says, okay, that, that's cool. That's a little discount. Great. And even after he does all that, even the master says he praises him. And this is what Jesus says in, in Luke chapter 16, verses 8 through 11. The rich man had to admire the dishonest rascal. I'm reading from the New Living Translation, this little section, for being so shrewd. And it is true that the children of this world are more shrewd in the dealings with the world around them than are the children of light. Verse 9, here's the lesson. Use your worldly resources to benefit others and make friends. Then when your possessions are gone, they will welcome you into an eternal home. If you are faithful in little things, you will be faithful in large ones. But if you are dishonest in little things, you won't be honest with great, greater responsibilities. And if you are untrustworthy about worldly wealth, who will trust the true riches of heaven to you? Now, again, this might seem like, so it seems like Jesus is praising this, this guy who was basically like not doing what he was supposed to do. He was, he was abusing his position. It's like, what, what is Jesus saying? He's using an example, right? He's not, saying, he's not saying, hey, this is what you need to be like exactly, but he's using, he wants to take out a lesson from that. Just like the world, uh, how they're, they're, they invest, they do all these things, they know how to like make connections. So it's like, hey, I can fall back on this if I need to, just in case this happens. He's saying even more so, how much more for us as Christians, as his people, we understand that we have a stewardship that, uh, with everything that God has given us and with our, with our possessions, with everything, it's a reminder that we need to use our present resources to plan ahead for eternity, right? He's talking about eternal investments. Everything that we have, even our material wealth, that, that those things should be used for, you know, it should have a, an idea with, with uh, eternity in, the, in sight. Because one day we're not going to have any of those. All those things are going to be gone, right? We're going to be standing before God, and um, it's not going to be like, look, look, at, look at all the wealth I've accumulated, Lord. Look at what I've done. Look at the, you know, the, these things that I have. It's going to be like, what did you do with those resources that I gave you as a steward of God, of everything that, because everything belongs to God, right? And uh, this is what he's getting to. Now, with that, as we talked as uh, Pastor Daniel, the last time we were in 2 Corinthians, the, the theme of that message was giving, right? Always a sensitive subject, right? We don't like talking about those things sometimes, especially behind the pulpit, but, but it, it, he is about that. That is part of the church, the way that, the, that God has orchestrated the church. There is that, that giving aspect. And uh, he talked all, all about uh, giving, about how giving is a biblical man, a command, but, but at the end of it, God isn't concerned about the money. He's concerned about the heart, right? Because God doesn't need our money, but he's, he's concerned about the, the, the heart of the giver, right? That we're supposed to, that everything belongs to God and that we give according to our ability. We don't give begrudgingly like God wants. God, God loves a cheerful giver, as the Bible says, and that God will always provide. This is kind of where we left off last time in Second Corinthians. Paul was talking to the Corinthians church. He's kind of letting, reminding them, say, "Hey, you said you wanted to be a part of this offering that's going to the, the, this poor, struggling church in Jerusalem. Now it, it, it's happening now. So are you going to still kind of uh, keep your word, basically?" 
and this is where we left off. But now, just like in the church, we do tithes, we do offerings, we do all these things. But once that's collected, once it's collected, deposited, accounted for, what, what do we do? We just, okay, I gave what I'm supposed to give. Um, should there be any accountability? Should there be any integrity? Of course, right? This is where Paul's getting to, and I love, I love this portion because it might seem maybe, I don't know, like a dry portion of Scripture. It's like, okay, I don't get it. I don't know what he's talking about for certain. You know, sometimes we get like caught up in like all the, the really deep things, the really spiritual parts of Scripture. But the Bible and Paul the Apostle, um, he, he's very practical, right? There, there are things that he's given as a church, these instructions, right? There, there is that command to give an offering to the Lord, but also there's the command, there's, there's this principle, there's this practicality that, hey, those who are in charge of that, like it's a big responsibility, and, and obviously God is watching. But even as Paul's going to get into this section, he's going to say, he's like, hey, like there's, there's nothing that's, that's more detrimental, devastating, discouraging to the church when, when the leadership or, or, or someone who's in leadership or the pastor even uh, abuses and misuses the funds, right? And you've heard stories about those things maybe. I know I have where like, you know, pastor or whoever has run off with, with the church's offerings and they're just gone. And the church, the people are just left there and it's, it's discouraging. People have left the church and if, uh, you've ever, if you've ever asked anyone, hey, you should come visit the church and, and, and uh, come, come by, it's awesome. You should hear what, what God is doing. Uh, a lot of the time, the response is, "Oh, I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't like going to church because you know all they want is your money, right? All they do is ask, and all they do is want your money and give, 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 and uh, and it, that's that's a, a very um, shameful mark in the church because that that is a lot of you've seen that a lot, you hear about that a lot of time, all this embezzlement in the church with the church funds. Um, it shouldn't be that way, but this is this is what the Lord is talking about. Those things happen in the church, but as we get to the section, um, we're going to have some principles here. That, that we talk about, you know, there's, uh, as here for this church, right, Sundays, um, you know, there's some churches there on Sundays, people, you know, whatever, they, the pastor comes in a nice suit, you know, they come over Sundays and things like that. Um, it's always a funny thing when we have our, our meetings, we're like, it's like, we don't, we don't take ourselves too seriously. And, uh, you know, we, we want to, we always want to be, uh, you know, uh, of the people. And sometimes we're like, maybe we should do this more, like, because, you know, other churches do other things sometimes. And it's, and sometimes there's that temptation to like look and say, oh, they look a little more proper. They look a little more, I don't know, professional in a way. Um, but we don't take ourselves too seriously when it comes to like how, how, we, how we do uh, certain things. But one thing we do for sure, one thing that's always been communicated by Pastor Zeke is that even though the Bible commands right to give, to, 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 uh, to do offerings, it, it, uh, it very much um, is, uh, he concerns himself with like knowing that when you guys give, it's, it's like, man, it, it blows him away because it's like, that's your hard-earned money, right? Hard-earned money, and, and we dare not ever abuse that or take that for granted or do anything like that. Like, it's, it's a really big deal to us. We, you know, we, we have accountability in all those aspects when it comes to the fund, because that, that's a sensitive thing, right? It's a sensitive thing, and, 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 um, and we understand that. And Paul understood that as well. In uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verses 1 through 4, Paul has this, this mind frame, this, this mindset, if you will, he says, now concerning the collection for the saints, as I directed the churches of Galatia, so do you also. On the first day of every week, each one of you is to put aside and save as he may prosper, so that no collections be made when I come. When I arrive, whomever you may approve, I will send them with letters to carry your gift to Jerusalem. And if it is fitting for me to go also, they will go with me. So why didn't, why didn't Paul want this? Why didn't he say, hey, do this when I'm not there? 
because he understood, right, like even behind the pulpit, there, there's an opportunity for, for manipulation to, to kind of guilt people into giving, right? There, there's, there, there is some, some uh, authority with the pulpit, and, and, and with that comes a, a huge responsibility. There needs to be humility, but some, you know, some abuse that. Right, and Paul's like, that, I don't want to do that. I don't want, I don't want to come here and guilt people into giving. That's that's that was never his thing, and uh, he didn't want to shame people. So he said, do it when I'm not here. Do the giving. Do the do these offerings. And he said the first day of the week, which would be Sunday, right? That's why, that's where we get this. Um, that's why we do that on Sunday as well. But uh, but he did that. But if you know anything about Paul, if you've read, um, you know his letters or even the Book of Acts, he gave everything for Jesus, right? He say, even says he in, in his own body he bears the, the brand marks of Christ. He had the scars to show. Um, he probably didn't have the nicest robe, right? Probably a little tattered. So yeah, if he were to come up here and, and start asking about giving, you'd, you'd be a little bit like, okay, yeah, I gotta give. You know, Paul, this guy's giving everything. I gotta give something. You know, and sometimes you feel, um, and he he didn't even want that. He didn't want his appearance or anything like that to show, like to 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 persuade people in any way. He wanted to be from a heart that's uh, that's been given over to God that has Thanksgiving and. And uh, it never wanted to be some type of manipulation or like pressure to give or anything like that. And this is his mindset. So as um, so, how do we determine all those things? Who who handles those things? Uh, the finances. A lot of churches have church boards. They have committees, financial committees, and all those things. Should there be some type of criteria? Should there be anything? Um, and I think from these passages, we see this, and uh, we start off again with with verse 16 says, but thanks be to God who puts the same earnestness on your behalf in the heart of Titus. And verse 17, for he not only accepted our appeal, but being himself very earnest, he has gone to you of his own accord. So the first thing we see is this man Titus and what he wanted to do, what we see is like he wanted to be a part of the work that was going on. He wanted to serve. The first thing, if anything, that we can see here is that uh, there needs to be a heart to serve the Lord, right? To minister to people, to minister to the Lord in any aspect. And, and that's always the thing. Like, he wanted to serve this man, Titus. Um, there's a saying that goes like this. I don't know who said it. I think it might have been uh, D.L. Moody. But he says, don't be so heavenly minded that you're no earthly good. And as I've, I've heard that before, and I don't know if I fully agree with that, but I think another way we can say that is that don't be so theologically minded that you're no earthly good. Like, I, I love, like, talking Bible stuff and deep theological things, but at the same time, like, uh, I never want that to be all I do, right? I want to, like, be, the, I want to get in the work with you guys and do the work that needs to be done. And there's sometimes you come across, people say, hey, are you serving? It's like, no, I don't, you know, I, I'm, I don't got time or this, this, and that, but I'm reading this, like, really awesome book on, on uh, whatever, end time stuff, and, and uh, you know, you, you come across people who, who, who are like, they're just like, oh, yeah, they want to be brains and, and theological and that's all theologians even that's great that's awesome I, like i love that stuff too uh but there are there's there always needs to be a balance in our christian life like the practical part of it is like hey the, be part of the work what's going on serve the lord it's like well i don't know where to serve just just get in there right get plugged in there there's there's many uh, opportunities and areas to serve to serve in ministry like be a part of what's going on basically right and this man titus that's what he wanted to do that was the first thing he was like I want to be a part of what's going on. I just want to serve. I want to get in the work. And something happens when you when you participate in that. When you go on a mission trip for the first time, it's just like, man, that was awesome. I want more of that. Or when you do VBS, again, some people are like kids, a lot of kids. That's crazy. But when you do, it's like, man, I want more of that. And that's what that's what the Lord does in our hearts when we're just willing to serve Him and to to be part of the work. 
And uh, as, as we always say, like, it's work, right? It's tiring. It's, it, it is exhausting at times, but it's a good work. It has, a, it has eternal um, dividends that, that we get to partake in. Mark chapter 10, verse 45 says, As Jesus said, uh, For the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and give His life a ransom for many. Right? That's our example. He said He came to serve and not to be served when He came on this life. And He served us by being a ransom for many, by giving His life for us. And for us, the principle is that we need to serve the Lord. Right? We need to serve. We need to, we need to be about that and, and be part of the, the work that the Lord is doing in, in the local church, right? That's why we have local churches. That's why, um, for those of you here, I, I think, you know, this is your home church. Like, be a part of what God is doing. There's, uh, we need to ask ourselves that question, like, hey, what, what, where can I be plugged in? Where there's, there's, so many, there's so many things, right? There's so many things that are there. There's youth ministry, obviously, right? That's my little plug for youth ministry, sorry. But children's ministry, there's usher's ministry, there's all these things. There's volunteers. We have we have things that, that come up during the year. We just had, not too long ago, our, um, our harvest outreach party that needs people to, to, help, to help it to go to function, to, to be a, um, a good outreach. And uh, there's women's ministry, there's men's ministry. There's all these things that are, that are possible for us to do in the name of the Lord and to, to be part of the work. And, um, and it's an awesome work, and the Lord uh, wants to use each and every one of us. But the first thing that we see is this man, Titus. He wanted to serve He's like, how can it be a part of this? That's, that's exciting. That's awesome that we want to, that the Gentile church, they, they understood that they kind of had like this, they were indebted to the Jerusalem church as we talked about the last time we were in this section, that because of them, like the gospel spread out to them. And they were so, um, they were so impacted by that, that, that Jesus loves them, that, that, that these people from Jerusalem came out to them and, and preached the gospel. They're like, yeah, yeah, it was a no-brainer. So yeah, we're, they're, they're struggling financially. They're poor. Um, because of persecution, because of just economics in that area, yeah, yeah, it's not a no-brainer. I'm going to give to them. I want, I want to support them. And again, there's, there's so many things. There's, there's missions that we support, and, and there's work that's coming up. Again, you have this opportunity next Sunday, right? Everything that this little Christmas boutique that we're going to do, all of it goes to, to missions, to our missionaries that are out in the field. Like, and, and um, right, we, we try as much as we can to accommodate. Right, you get a shop, do some Christmas shopping at the same time. You're given to the Lord in missions. It's just great, right? Two for one type of deal. I'm sure there might be some deals. Maybe you can bring like some Coles cash or something. They might accept that. Who knows? Going on after that, right? It's the first thing that that, that there was this uh, there's this 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 attitude of wanting to serve the Lord. And the next thing, verses 18, it says, "We have sent along with him the brother whose fame in the things of the gospel has spread through all the churches, and not only this." But he has also been appointed by the churches to travel with us in the gracious work which is being administered by us for the glory of the Lord himself and to show our readiness. Now, he talks about this brother, and uh, it doesn't say his name. It doesn't say, but it says he's a brother in the Lord. But the thing that's known, like, um, he's, uh, it says his fame and the things of the gospel has spread through all the churches. So the next thing, that there needs to be this, this uh, people who, who handle this, you know, all the finances in the church, maybe they needed, they, they should have a burden for people, right? They should have a burden to get the gospel out, to evangelize the people. There needs to be that. Um, again, some churches, like here we have a church board with men who, 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 who are surrendered to the Lord, who love Jesus, who, who again, take great concern knowing that, man, this is a great responsibility that we have to, to, to know where the, where the money is going, to know how it's, how it's spent and, and what we do with it. But sometimes there, there, there's a thing in the church that happens like, hey, there's a, there's a sacred and there's a, 
you know, there's the business part of the church, right? And then there's the, the spiritual part. Those things are, aren't like separate, right? They're, they're, they should be one and the same. Um, and you have some people's like, well, you know, we have this money coming in, so we need to build this, we need to do this, we need to do that. But then, but then it's like, well, what about outreach as well? And there's always this thing, this, uh, this battle. But to have maybe even on a border, have people in, in, um, in that position that have a heart for people. It's like, no, like it needs to go out to outreach. It needs to go out. The gospel needs to go forth. That's where the, that's where the funds need to go. And, um, and man, again, like we as a church, we, uh, you know, the tithes that come in, like we give out of that, of that tithes that we come, that comes in and we've gone to do just a lot of stuff. The small little church in Phelan, like we've gone to, to spread out and do a lot of things in a lot of places in the world. And that's, that's because of you guys, right? And, and um, that's something that we, that we pray about. It's like, where's, where's this going to go? What, what, what's going on? And it seems like the Lord always like, hey, there's this opportunity to do this. There's this opportunity. There's these missionaries who need this. And there's been times where funds have come in. And then all of a sudden we get like, a, we talk to our missionaries like, man, this, I don't know what's going on. Like, it's just been down. So I don't know what we're going to do. And it's like, we have these extra funds. We're praying about what to do with it. Let's send it off to them. And it's just, it's just cool to be able to do that. That's a part of your guys' work. Um, but to have that, to know like right on the mission field or in, in outreach ministries, yeah, you need someone who, who, who desires to evangelize, who's good at those things. That's a no-brainer, right? We know it's like, hey, yeah, we need people who, 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 who are good at communicating the gospel, who are good at evangelizing, who are good at talking to people and, and just sharing the gospel. But, uh, but again, sometimes in, in boards and in finance committees in the church, it's like, no, we, we need people who are businessmen in the church who know who are accountants. And that, that's great. That, I think that's, that's a good thing. But it needs to be balanced out with people who have a burden, right? So we can keep our priorities straight. That it's at the end of it, right? The what, what's going to last are our souls that are going to heaven, right? The eternal is what's going to last, not the not the physical, not the material. So that's that's what he's. That's another thing. We again, we don't know who this brother is. It's funny when you read commentaries. Some some of these guys are like, oh, I think it was this person. I think it was that person. The Bible doesn't say. Sorry, I mean, you know, we can be dogmatic all we want about it, but it's just, it's always funny, right? It's always funny when those things happen. I think it was this person. But, um, <clears throat> but after that, it says again in verse 19, he says this, another kind of characteristic is, is not only this, but he also has been appointed by the churches to travel with us in the gracious work which is being administered by us for the glory of the Lord and to show um, our readiness. Again, and everything that we do, it's for the glory of the Lord. This, this offering that was going out, it wasn't so the church can be like, hey, look how good we are. Look how much we care, right? It's not to like pat ourselves on the back, not to boast, but it's like, no, this is for the glory of God that we're doing this. And I love how he says um, that he's going along as well. And, and that's another thing. There was this accountability that was there. Like it wasn't just one person going with all this, this money because that's, right? that, can be a, that can be a scary thing. And people can start talking and say, hey, why is this one person going out with all the money by themselves? No one's watching them. And then the next week is like, oh, they look like they have a nicer robe on than they did before. What's up with that? All right. And people, people are, are observant that way. Right. And Paul was like, no, we want to be above reproach. We want to be even above the criticism that goes out there. But, but he says here, this, this is for the glory of God. Right. There was an envoy that was going to take this gift. And uh, it, can, it can easily happen when, when, uh, when, when money in the church starts coming in and it can, we can start. So we got we to gotta do this. We got to make the church bigger now. We got to do this. Financial growth happens, and uh, when when church growth happens, financial growth, then kingdom growth ha- kingdom growth happens. But sometimes it's not His kingdom that grows; it's our own, and we try to start building things. Like look at our church, look how great it is. Look, look at all these programs we have, and all these things are good and well. 
But at the end of the day, is it glorifying the Lord? Is it for Him? Is it for His kingdom and His glory? Because we can get caught up because we're people. And even in the church, as a leadership, we can get caught up in like, oh, we have to do this. We have to, because this other church next door, they're doing all these things. So we got to be bigger and better. And there's sometimes there can be these competitions and we can lose sight on what really matters. In Colossians chapter 3, verses 23 and 24, it says this, whatever you do, do your work heartily as for the Lord rather than for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance. It is the Lord Christ whom you serve. That's the mindset, right? That's where our heart needs to be. And uh, that's, that's the heart of anyone who, who has to deal with, uh, with the financial thing, with that responsibility that there needs to be. This is for the Lord. Everything that we do is for the Lord. But he says that, and at the end of verse 19 again, he says, um, the, the, this is for the glory of the Lord himself and to show our readiness. There is a thing, though, with that, right, the, the, that uh, people know when you care, right? People know when you care or when it's an obligation, when you have to do something. Right, people know that. Teenagers know that, right? Teenagers know if you, if you really care about them and, and they understand that kids know those things. And Paul is saying this offering, even though it's going to glorify God, but at the same time, like he didn't want the church to know, it's like, hey, we love you. Like we, we concern ourselves about you, like we're thinking about you. And, um, and the, the, the fact that they were so excited to help, it wasn't just like, okay, yeah, we, we should do this. Like, no, they were excited that they even had that they even had the opportunity to, to help in this offering to this church. There was an excitement for that. Um, again, when we ask for volunteering for events and you guys show up, man, that, that speaks loudly, I think, to our community as well. It's like, man, you guys put this on and, and like it doesn't, it, like VBS and when we do our Harvest Outreach, like we don't, we don't charge the kids anything. We don't charge the families anything like because we want to give the gospel to them. And we don't want any of that to be a hindrance for them to come, for these kids to know who Jesus is, to plant those seeds, not only in the, not only the kids, but also in the parents who don't know. Because a lot of times, parents just drop all the kids, right? They think, hey, VBS, that's like three hours of babysitting, for sure, right? <clears throat> but what they don't know, right, is that uh, we're giving them the gospel, we're planting that seed, and they're going, these kids are going home, sharing with their parents because these kids are excited. And all those things, when you guys volunteer, when you guys, again, give to those, like, we're able to do that. We're able to provide that for them, but we're able to to be a part of what's going on. What, what I've heard before as I've, as we've been, uh, you know, getting more and more involved in missions is a lot of these missionaries, what happens is, you know, they get sent out from the church, and it's great, and it's exciting. And in the beginning, like, people are like, yeah, well, that's cool. We're praying for you. We'll keep in contact. But soon enough, it's just like, okay, we're, we're sent, we, we, we routinely send our monthly check but it's been over three months and no one has even called and, and uh, seen how we're doing, right? And it, it could be like, oh, well, you know, they haven't, they haven't talked to us either, but, but there's a lot of times it's like, oh, it's just, you know, it just becomes so disconnected. It's like I give my, my monthly giving to this missionary, but and we have to remember that a lot of these missionaries, especially when they go abroad, like they left everything, right? The family left comforts. And to know, for them to know, even to know that, hey, like once a month, like boom, we're gonna we're gonna shoot you an email. How's everything going? What can we pray for? Like that that speaks. They we've we've had you know conversations like man that honestly that means more to us than, than the check that you give because I know that you care. I know that you're like you continue to think about us. We're not just in this area alone by ourselves doing this work and no one thinks about us. And it's it, there's so many times where we've heard that and it's like okay, wow and that that opportunity that me and uh, Pastor Zeke had a couple years ago to go out to to England and to Turkey like. You know, they're, they, they, even, even people like family members from them, they, they've, we've, uh, gone, been able to talk to them. They're like, man, that, that was, thank you for that. And I was like, it, it was, you know, it was nothing, but 
but it spoke volumes to them because they knew that we cared, right? And and in our giving, right now, when we give to the Lord and to people, like people know, people understand that they know that you care. It's not just like, oh yeah, yeah, here, yeah, just take it, and that's that's fine, right? It's it's not a begrudgingly, but they understand that, like, man, your your heart is with them in this giving. And they understand that. People know that for certain, and um, and for us, it's the same thing. Now, in verses twenty and 20, 20 through twenty-two, it says this. It says, taking precautions so that no one will discredit us in our administration of this generous gift, for we have regard for what is honorable, not only in the sight of the Lord, but also in the sight of men. We have sent with them our brother, whom we have often tested and found diligent in many things, but now even more diligent because of his great confidence in you. So another thing, right, there needs to be this 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 uh, representation of, of honesty and integrity, right? That needs to be a part of it. That needs to be a huge part of it, right? Even in, in secular uh, organizations, charitable organizations, like they're, they understand there needs to be this transparency, right? In, in the, in the financial dealings and um, there needs to be accountability, even, even, even more so in the church, there needs to be that, right? There needs to be like, Hey, this is what, this is what we're doing with it. We're not just squandering it. We're not just wrong with it. Like we're, we're making sure the gospel is going out, but so you guys know that as well. And this is what Paul is saying here. He's he's saying that um, he's taking precautions so that no one will discredit you because that, that that's always the fear, right? That that's always there. Someone can always throw that seed out. Hey, what are they what are they really doing with uh, what's what's happening with this? Is is it being used? And, and again, people are observant. People are critical sometimes. Like, hey, why? It seems like you know, well. You know, whoever the pastor got a, a new Rolex must be nice, right? And then those little things happen, right? They're out there, they they get thrown out there, and that that can be the case. And again, like Pastor Zeke's heart is like he's he never wants to even even appear to be above the people, right? And uh, and that's that's I think that's a that's a that's a, a good way to look at it. But this even Paul was saying is like we don't want no one to discredit this to be like that's why we're sending Titus, we're sending this other guy. And he even says here we're sending another brother. There's at least three other guys who are going. We're all going to to go to send this gift to Jerusalem, so there's no, there should be no question, kind of right. They they even wanted to be above the criticism and be like, man, no one should even kind of have to second guess what we're doing with this offering, if it's going to make it to his destination, or if the if the full amount is going to make it to his destination, or if some of it's going to be you know a little bit's going to be skimmed off the top. He even says like that's not going to be an issue, right? And and for those who are who are handling all those things, there needs to be that character of integrity of responsibility, right? And, and again, in other organizations, you see that because that's the, that's the thing, because people like, man, there, there's, again, that's a, that's a, uh, a smear on the church. You see these people or they, hey, I need to, like, you know, these people go on TV or whatever the case may be. Hey, the Lord, he has a special message. He wants me to give out, but the only way I can give that out is if I have my own jet to go out. So I, you guys need to give more and more. And you've heard those things. We've heard those things. Like, man, that's crazy, right? There's this thing, if you've ever seen it, and maybe, I don't know if I'm like, um, it's called Preachers and Sneakers. It's an Instagram account. It's pretty crazy. Uh, I would say look at it, but then it might discourage you more and, and make you critical of the things. But but understand, like, there's things out there, and we've seen it, and we do that. And for us, like, we want to be above those things. Want to be? We want to make sure, like, that there's transparency, there's accountability, that, like, that when you guys give, you guys know it's like, yeah, I know that it's not just going to be squandered. It's not going to be abused or misused. Like that, that's a big deal to our pastor, to us. Like that, 
that you know you're giving to the Lord, but man, that, that's a discouraging thing when those things happen. And, and one thing that I don't think any of us like, none of us like being taken advantage of or, or duped, right? Or, or, or um, and that happens, right? There's all these things, hey, you get emails sometimes, hey, if you, you we need to give this amount, if, th- if this thing, if we don't get this amount of money, then like this work won't be there, this ministry is gonna, gonna fall. And it's like, then maybe that's the Lord's will. Sorry, I don't know, like, so what if you give this and we'll give you this, this bottle of uh, holy water from the Jordan and all these other things that are out there, it's crazy. Right and uh, and right and yeah, none of us like being taken. None of us like being uh, tricked into those things. And, and there's those things that are out there. But Paul's like, no, that's not gonna like. I don't. I don't even want that that criticism on us. Like we're gonna make sure that this thing is done right, and in the right manner. And so Paul he sends and even another guy and and even with the other church, he's like, hey, all those who are giving giving to this this uh, this work of, of of this offering to the Jerusalem church, like. Pick someone among your body, among your church, to to go along with them as well. So even they were even part of this work, even more so. There's there wasn't going to be any, any um. Right, any whispers or anything like, or any uh, you know, any concerns in that in that respect. But we need to be above all those things. And again, that's why, like here, we, you know, we have an awesome board who 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 pray diligently, who get together. It's like, hey, what are we going to do with 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 this? this offering, this, this tithe that we get, this, this, you know, the, the funds that come in, what do we do with it? <coughs> and we pray and they, and they, um, it's a heavy responsibility and they, they don't take that lightly at all. And it's an awesome thing. And, um, and we're allowed, we, we can do those things. And again, the, the last thing that he says after all that, as he, as he talks about these testings and, and the honorable gift, uh, in the sight of the Lord, but also in the sight of men. And again, like, I know we're, you know, everything that we do, we're accountable to the Lord at the end, but at the same time, like, people see us, right? And we need to be above repro- reproach and all those things. And for the church, like, there's been a big smear on the church with, with the abuse of funds. Like, we don't want that to ever be said in this place. And the last thing he says in verse 23 and 24, as for Titus, he is my partner and fellow worker among you. As for our brethren, they are messengers of the churches, a glory to Christ. Therefore, openly before the church... The churches show them the proof of your love and for our reason for boasting about you. Again, the last thing Paul reminds the, the Corinthian church again, he's like, hey, remember, like, you said you want to be a part of this, right? He's basically saying, like, this is what you said, so, like, are you going to come through with that? But again, he also talks about Titus again because, you know, some people that know who Titus was, and again, he wanted to be above reproach. He's like, hey, like, he's my fellow worker. He's been a part of this thing with me. He's been a part of, of ministering to the gospel. Like, he's, he's a good man, right? He's a good man. He's a faithful man. Just like we read back in 1 Corinthians, it's, it's uh, required of a steward that he'd be faithful, that he'd be trustworthy. And for Paul to say this about Titus, like, yeah, you can, you can okay, we know who Paul is. Like, we can, and the only reason Paul was able to even say, like, hey, he's, he's with me, he's good, is because Paul proved himself to the people, right? To the church, he's like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not abusing anything. I'm not doing any of this. And so I'm going to send you this brother who's, who's a good man. He's faithful. He's, he, loves, he loves the Lord. Like he'll, he'll be a good repre- uh, representative to go along on this trip. And then he says that. He says, the fellow workers among you, as to the brethren, they are messengers of the churches, a glory to Christ. And therefore, openly before the churches, show them the proof of your love and our reason for boasting about you. Um. One of my favorite commentators is a guy named Henry Ironside. 
And she has a cool name, right? Cool name too. But his his name is Henry Ironside. And as I was just reading um, the other night or last night, I should say, uh, the, he he says his last part of the the scripture. And and sometimes it's like you know you're looking. It's like what? How do I how do I kind of close things off? It's always a hard thing. And and sometimes like yeah, I don't I don't have the words. I'm not that smart. I'm not that like educated, right? And uh, and so I have this quote from him that I kind of want to end with as we as we kind of close up a little bit. But he says here the proof. The proof of your love is in giving. We say we are interested in missions, prove it by giving. We say we are interested in the poor saints, prove it by giving. We say we have or we are interested in supporting the Lord's work, prove it by giving. God gave, right? God gave his so God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Christ so loved the church that he gave himself for it. And now we through grace know God as our Father and Christ as our Savior, are called upon to show our love by giving. Right, that's that's how he ends it off. Right, that's how he ends that, and it's, just, it's such a it's such a practical thing. And this this portion um, is a practical portion of Scripture, and, and it, that needs to be because again, we um, right the the Bible's a such an awesome deep spiritual book it's god's word but at the same time it's it's such a practical book that we can be like, okay yeah this that makes sense man that's these are good things to understand and to 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 learn from so with that uh let's pray and we'll be we'll have the worship team come up lord uh, we thank you father um lord we thank you father that you are a, a practical god lord that doesn't just lord leave us to figure things out lord and to and to um Lord, to just guess about what we're supposed to do. Lord, you've given us the, the word of God to to even in these even in these type of things, Lord, in the church, Father, to um to understand them. Lord, and to know what we need to do as a church, Lord, what you've called us to do as your people. Lord, I so I pray for your people now that they would understand this this morning, Father, that they would uh Lord have a desire to serve you, even more so, Lord, that you would be glorified and honored, Lord, and that um Lord, that, that us as your people, Father, we would have it in our hearts to be above reproach, God, even in the sight of man, Lord, but, but mostly in your sight, Father, but that we would know that without a shadow of a doubt, Lord. So we love you, and we praise you, Father, and we just lift this uh, rest of this time up to you in your name. Amen.